praise his holy name. Why should I say thanks for the things you have done for me? Things so undeserved, yet you gave to prove your love for me. The voices of a million angels could not express my gratitude.
Praise the name of the Lord. To God be the glory. Everyone who is sitting here today, to God be the glory. Those who are not here today, to God be the glory. For all the things that he has done. Because it was his blood that was shed that saves us. And by God's power, we will be raised from the dead. To God be the glory for the things he has done. Praise the Lord. This morning, uh, before we get into our scripture text, just want to uh, make one quick announcement on uh, next Sunday after church. Um, want to have the entire congregation to be here for a meeting of importance. I need all members of New Zion to be here for that meeting, and it will be immediately after morning worship. It is of importance. Amen? Amen. Amen. Y'all ready for the word? Amen. Amen. Well, let us go to the gospel according to Matthew chapter 4. The gospel according to Matthew chapter 4. Amen. And when you have it, please say amen. amen. If you're still looking for it, say wait a minute. Amen. And would everyone stand for the reading of God's word? Amen. The Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 4, starting at verse 1, you will find these words. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Mm. Afterward, he was hungry. Mm. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, mm. command that these stones become bread. Mm. Let's see, let's see. But he answered and said, it is written, yeah, yeah. man shall not live yes, by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Thank you for standing for the reading of God's word. And this afternoon, we want to continue in our series of lessons of Jesus, the making, the mind, and ministry. In our series of lessons, Jesus, the making mind and ministry, today we want to focus on the subject, man shall not live by bread alone. Man shall not live by bread alone. In the context of the scriptures that I read in your hearing, we have in the past few weeks seen that the forerunner of Jesus Christ has ultimately 
clean, finished his ministry as far as opening up the gates for Jesus to enter in. He came with a prophetic word from on high with warnings to those who were playing church. And so John the Baptist has let them know that even in his baptism of Jesus, that he was not even worthy to carry the sandals of the master. But Jesus says, do it anyway, so that all righteousness may be fulfilled. You do know Jesus came to fulfill the law. The Bible teaches us he doesn't come to do away with it, but to fulfill it. Because the law is the expression of the righteousness of God. But the problem is that you and I and all that came before us that are humans were unable to complete it, unable to fulfill it because sin has entered the world. As we heard in our opening scripture text during our devotion, that David said, I was born in iniquity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, we have a fatal flaw in that when we are born, we are already in sin. Yeah. So already we have fallen short of the glory of God. Uh, yeah. So now the forerunner has blown the trumpet, the prophetic trumpet of the master entering into his ministry, which would have the ultimate culmination in his death mm. on the cross. And so now John kind of fades into the background. Mm -hmm. But we know that he was preaching an upfront prophetic word of being baptized because the kingdom was at hand. Amen. Amen. And now Jesus has come on the scene. And in this context preceding it, that Jesus was baptized. And the Bible says that immediately when he came up, The skies opened. The heavens opened to him and he saw. Jesus saw the Holy Spirit coming down on him like a dove. And that Holy Spirit was to fulfill the scripture of Isaiah that says the Lord has anointed me to preach. It was referring to when Isaiah prophetically said it to Jesus. Because Jesus came with a teaching ministry as well. But he ultimately came to die for the sins of the world. But Jesus had multiple roles. And one of them was a teacher. Another was a savior. Another was a high priest. Another was the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Jesus came. He was the embodiment, the fullness of the Godhead dwelt bodily. Amen. So as we begin to look at our text, we see how things have opened up now. We see that now the Messiah has been anointed to be about the Father's business. And so the first thing I want to contend with in this text is that the Spirit will lead you to places of extreme difficulty. Verse 1, then Jesus was led up by the Spirit, catch that, into the wilderness to be tempted by 
the devil. Jesus was not led by his thoughts, his desires, but he was led by the Spirit, Pastor. And if we look at this text in the Greek, what we find is this word led is not like an easy leading and saying, come on, come on with me. No, this word means he was driven. He was compelled into the wilderness by the Spirit. Because God in the triune God was working together to move about all of the things necessary for all of that which we need to be done. And that included some suffering while doing it. Brother Stevens, when I looked at this text, I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I saw, I said, you know, a lot of times we think when we accept the Lord Jesus as our Savior and uh, get filled with the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and uh, too blessed to be depressed mm-hmm. and right. blessed and highly favored, when all of this has come upon us, mm-hmm. sometimes we think that well, now that I'm there, why am I having trouble? I shouldn't well, well. be having any trouble mm-hmm. now. But I continue to you, that sir. is the beginning yes, of sir. suffering. Yes, because what we forget about suffering, Brother Cotton, is that suffering, according to the epistle to the Philippians, is a blessing. Mm-hmm. See, suffering doesn't feel good. But it's for our good. I remember as a little boy when my daddy would have me to to eat mixed vegetables and and, and greens. And and he'd have me to eat kale and and squash. And as a little boy, I didn't like none of that. Every time I had to eat it, I almost wanted to hold my nose. I didn't even like the smell of it, more or less the taste. But those things, those vegetables had important nutrients that was necessary for me to grow up to be a strong young man. Without them, I would have been brittle and weak. Daddy knew what I needed, even though I didn't ask. But God worked through my dad, said, my dad said, son, you better eat that. Yeah, yeah. Or you ain't getting nothing else. All right. So the spirit is working with Jesus to move him to a place right. of suffering. Yeah. Because it's for his good. Yes, sir. Now somebody said, wait a minute. How is that? This is Jesus. This is God. This is the second one in the Trinity. What do you mean for God's good? Don't forget that Jesus was 100% man yes, sir. and 100% God. Yes, sir. He came as the second Adam. Yeah, yeah. He had to come as a man mm-hmm. to undo that which a man did. Yeah, there you go. Yes, right. So right. in his humanity, Christ had to suffer to be conformed to that which the Father wanted him to be. And it started immediately. Yeah. So when you come to the Lord, when you say, I want to accept our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I want him to come and live in me, I want to be baptized, I want to take up the communion, I want to be part of a church, get ready. Because the process has just begun. 
You were not ready when you were unregenerate. You were not ready when you were unsaved. You were not ready until God put in you which was necessary for you to be formed into the image of his son. The Bible says if you have not his spirit, you are not his. So first it's got to start with getting the spirit inside of you. Being transformed, making your dead spirit alive to God. And then the process of, of cutting and shaping yeah. begins. Mm -hmm. And it begins immediately because God is about his business. Jesus said, I am working as the Father is working. They are about their business. You must do your work while it is yet day because the night coming when no man can work. So Jesus is saying here that suffering is part of it. And it starts immediately. So don't get disillusioned. Don't get discouraged when all hell breaks loose in your life. Because that's part of the process. Because even though you don't feel good, it's for your good. God is strengthening you. He is building spiritual muscle in your life. Go through with the Lord. Don't stop and see the salvation of the Lord, that he will be with you every step yeah, yeah. of the way. Now, as we continue in our text, the next contention here is that the devil will strike you where you are most vulnerable. Well, yeah. Verses yeah. two and three. Yeah. And when he had what? Fasted mm -hmm. 40 days and 40 nights. Afterward, he was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones mm -hmm. become bread. Yeah. Well, the first thing that we need to look at here in this text is that he fasted. Well, yeah. There is a reason why sure. the master fasted. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because he fasted so that he could get closer to God. He put down something natural so that he could get more spiritual. Jesus at another time said to the disciples when they said, why couldn't we cast out these demons? He said, there are some things that only come by fasting and prayer. So sometimes in your life, there is something that you need from the Lord you got to fast yes, of something else yes, in order to get it. Yes, Sometimes you got to give up some things mm -hmm. that you like so much yes. so that you can hear from the Lord. On, on times past when we have been together, I talked about how sometimes you got to put down your favorite TV shows. Mm -hmm. You got to put down some activities mm -hmm. that you love to do mm -hmm. so you can get to a quiet place yes. to be with the Lord. But ultimately, the ultimate thing that every one of us needs is food. Yeah. So when it's time to get the ultimate things from God, we've got to give up the ultimate things of the flesh. Mm -hmm. yeah. So Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and Satan was watching. Mm -hmm. Satan is watching you too. Right. Satan right. is watching me. Right now, right now. Sister Dale Wood, when, 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 when he finds that place, he finds that chink in your armor. Mm. He hurries up and gets after it. Yes. Yeah. And Satan is so skillful and so, as the Bible said, he was more cunning 
than any other beast of the field. That he finds the thing in you that's the weakest and he goes right after it. He sees that chink, he sees that weakness and he starts ripping and tearing at it because he came to kill, steal, and destroy. He didn't come to play around with y'all. He didn't come to do patty cakes. He didn't come to clap hands or slap knuckles. He didn't come with any of that. He didn't come to have a wrestling match and when the referee says, time's up, he'll get off of you. No, he came to kill you. And he wants everybody in this room dead. Not breathing lightly. Not limping. Not in the hospital room. But in the morgue. He wants us dead. He is a killer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he's been a killer from the very beginning. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So it's prudent for us to learn how to deal with this enemy. Because there's a lot of things that are ineffective. Mm-hmm. And we need to get about knowing how to deal with him, knowing that he's out to kill us. Yes, sir. To cause us to be no longer on the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as we look at this text, we see that when he came, the tempter, and he's coming to tempt you too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He came to him and said, "If you are the son of God." Yeah. Now look what he did. Mm-hmm. Pastor Rollins, look how he came at him. Mm-hmm. He came at him in his intrinsic being. Who Who will you say you are? Yeah. Brother Wheeler, I thought you was a Christian. Mm-hmm. You, you, if you're a Christian, then why don't you do this or why don't you do that? Satan is always trying to use our position in Christ uh-huh. against us. He tried to use Jesus' position in the Godhead mm-hmm. against him. Mm-hmm. He's more cunning. Yes, sir. Than any other beast in the field. Mm-hmm. Now look how he used this too. Look at the text how in verse 3. It's after he had fasted for 40 days and was hungry. Mm-hmm. Yes, Reverend sir. Stephen he was hungry then. Yes, Sister Ronalds he was hungry. Yes. Sister Carter he was hungry. Mm-hmm. And look, immediately, that's where he went. He went right after that. He went at his role, his position, his identity, all for to get at Jesus' weakest point right Mm -hmm. now. Because as a man, he needs to eat. The flesh cannot live without nourishment. Mm -hmm. And Satan went right at it. And he's going right at ours too. Yes, sir. So when you know what your weakest point is, expect him to be there. But it's prudent for us to start praying and calling on the name of the Lord for that instead of trying to figure out how to fix it ourselves. Because that's what Satan would be looking for us to do. Because see, look at the text. Look, Look at the text. It says, if you are a son of God, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. Now he's getting trying to get Jesus to get out of pocket. Yeah. He's trying to get Jesus to do something Jesus don't have no business doing. Yeah. 
But on the surface, it makes sense. I mean, if you are the son of God, I mean, I mean, you are God's son. I mean, you are the second one in the Godhead. I mean, you got all power in your hand. I mean, you are omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent in your spirit. So surely you ought to be able to make these stones bread. And at that point, most of us, the uninitiated, may look and say, well, I don't see what the problem with that is. Yeah, that's right. He is the son of God. He can just... Make those stones into bread. And I mean, it's hungry. I mean, after all, I mean, all logic says, let's, let's go with this, right? I mean, he's hungry. At 40, I, mean, I mean, look at Jesus. Who's fasted 40 days? I mean, if we fast a day, we're messed up. He's fasted 40 days. Oh, my God. Go ahead, Jesus. Go ahead and eat. Go ahead and make them stones. You got the power. But that's out of pocket. Yeah, yeah. Because he ain't supposed to be doing anything except what he hears the Father tell him. Now that's important and very instructive for us too. Because Satan is always trying to get us out of pocket. He's always trying to convince us that it's only logical. I mean, after all, do you, did you hear what he said about me? Did did you hear how he talked bad about me and my God? I mean, I didn't have nothing else to do but hit him upside his head. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just made sense. And when I kicked him while he was down, I said, in the name of Jesus. I mean, it's just logical. But there's Satan. The Bible says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Treat your neighbor as yourself. Now, would you throw yourself down and start kicking yourself and then say, in the name of Jesus? No, 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 no. But he's always trying to use our identity against us. Well, I, I, I should have cussed him out because he was an unbeliever and he was talking against my God and talking against me. Hold on. That's not what the word says. The word says be gentle to all. That if possible, I might say some. That, that I got to be gentle. I, I, I've got to be weak to the weak. I've got to be Jews to the Jews, Gentiles to the Gentiles. I, I got to be what I need to draw to Christ, not to yeah. compel. Yeah. It ain't our job to put folks in hell. The Lord is the righteous judge, and he will do that in that day. Because you don't know if soon that's going to be your brother or sister in the Lord. So it's important for us to start listening but the still small voice of God, yeah. instead of listening to the insinuations and to the, the, the talk and the chatter of the devil. Because the way you can tell the difference is does it line up with scripture? And you got to have it in a context because the devil is more con 
learning, I'm telling you, than any other beast of the field. He can take a piece of text and use it against you. And you'll think it's right unless you get it in his context. He is a master of pretext. That's why I keep begging and pleading you to see the word in his context. Don't just get a text and use it out of context, but see what it means in his context. Because that's the same tricks the devil will play on you. Amen. 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 So you got to get in your word and you got to understand it in the full counsel of the word. Mm -hmm. So when we look at this text, we see that's where he goes. Now watch Jesus. The only weapon against the enemy is the word. Yes, sir. Yeah. The only weapon against the enemy Hmm. is the word. Well, Selena, when I when I look at this text here in verse four, I saw where he said, but he answered Hmm. and said, "It is written." Yes, sir. Yeah. See, Selena, it's important that we know what's in the word. Because we can't deal with this enemy we're dealing with unless we got some word in us. Amen. That we not just read it sometime, but we've studied and let it become a part of us. Amen. Because James says the engrafted word. That's more than just a casual reading, but that you read it and internalized it. You studied it and let it become part of you. But in order for it to take root, you can't just be a hearer. You got to be a doer as well. It is written. And look what Jesus did. Sister Penman, this text, which he called for, he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. After all, this is Jesus, right? So we might look at this text and we might say, hmm. Well, since it's the son of God, he just kind of spoke the word out of his mind. Mm -hmm. Not so. He said it is what? Written. Remember, Jesus came as a man. Mm -hmm. Philippians chapter 2 lets us know that he emptied himself. Mm -hmm. That he counted it not robbery to be equal with God. There's something to be grand, but he made himself a servant Mm. in the form of a man. So he has relinquished his deity so that he could be the man that Adam should have been. Mm. Uh Because through one man, sin entered the world. Mm. But through the second Adam, we get access back to the tree of life. Now, look at this text. He says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Mm-hmm. Jesus, Brother Bun, is teaching us like we need to operate. He, he, he's not just calling scripture out of his mind because it is there. Mm-hmm. But he's wanting to show us a pattern for how we're to operate. Because, yeah. Sister Bun, where you find this text is in Deuteronomy chapter 8. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, that Jesus was dealing with his people. He was dealing with the Israelites, 
and he made them hunger and he made them thirst that they would know that man shall not live by bread alone but live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. He wanted them to realize back then that Manna is not what extends you. Manna is not what sustains you. It's my word. I said, let there be. And there was. I'm the one who speaks something out of nothing. But there is no manna unless I say, let it be. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God in that context and in the idea that man does not live by the things of this world. Man does not live by the schemes and the philosophies of people in this world, but they live by the word of God. Nothing else. You cannot contend with our enemy with anything else. You can't say, gone, you better quit. Saying, you better get off of me. I'm I'm you. No, that doesn't work. And he wants you to do that. He wants you to try to take him to a 12-step program. He wants you to try to take him to all kind of philosophies and programs and institutions. He wants you to take him to the welfare program and WIC or any of these other places. He wants you to take him to every philosophy except the word of God. And Satan is constantly setting up more and more systems to keep chatter going so that we can't hear God, but all we hear is the noise of this word. Do remember that he is the prince of the power of the air. 2 Corinthians 4.4 says the God of this world. Jesus said the prince of this world. Mm. The Bible says in another place, the prince of darkness. He has power in this realm that has been given to him by God. But he's only being used to be an instrument to make us more like Christ. Mm. If we will follow God's commands. All Satan can do is set up trials and tribulations and suffering so that we be shaped and molded and made into the image of God. But when we're dealing with him, we got to deal with him according to the word. It's by the word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I remember reading the text in the gospel according to John. Chapter 1. It said, in and beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And everything that was made was made by him. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. John went on to say that the word became flesh and he dwelt among us as the only begotten, full of grace and truth. Am I right about it, church? Man shall not live by bread alone, but live by the word of the Lord. It was the word 
who was born of a virgin. It was the word that was wrapped in swaddling clothes. It was the word that at 12 years old he confounded the wise men at the temple. It was the word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. It was the word who said I must be about my father's business. It was the word at 30 years old that began his teaching ministry. It was the word that one Friday evening after three years put nails in his hands and nails in his feet. After being beat all night long going through six kangaroo coats. It was the word. It was the word at Caiaphas. It was the word at Annas. It was the word with the Sanhedrin. It was the word with Pilate. It was the word with Herod. It was the word back to Pilate again. But that Friday evening after marching the word down the Via Della Rosa, he put nails in the word's hand and nails in his feet. But nobody took his life, but he gave it freely for you and for me. It was the word because man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The word was on that cross from the sixth to the ninth hour. And exactly it was the third to the ninth hour. of their sins right now it's a good time to get to know him he already paid the price it won't cost you nothing you don't have to try to pay for it you don't have to go to your 401k to your bank accounts go borrow nothing it's paid for in full Jesus gave it all children and he gives it freely but you don't know how long you still have. You don't know if this is going to be the last time you hear the word. So right now is the time to get your business fixed with Jesus. Because Jesus is an ark of safety when the rains come. Jesus is hope in the time of storm. He's sheltered. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. 
when your money is short yes, and your bills are due, yes. Jesus is a way out of yes. no way. But even in the midst of that, the greatest thing is that your dead soul is made alive in him. He is the only one that can resurrect those dead souls and make them alive again. So if you don't have a relationship, you're not talking with God, you know you're not friends with him, you're not in communication, you can get to know him right now. You can come and get to know the Lord today. I beg and plead you, if you don't know him, get to know him right now. Because people are dying every day. Young, middle-aged, and old. Death has no respect to persons. It doesn't discriminate. Amen. You can come today. There is room at the cross for you. There is room the cross for you oh the millions have come there is a room for just Lord.